Friends, it is such a joy and a privilege to be here with you today. Thank you for taking a little bit of time this summer. Um, There are about a million things you can be doing for yourself, for your family during the summertime, and yet you're taking a few minutes to ask a really important question with me. We are going to be kicking off today our Summertime in the Psalms series. We did it last year through July, and that was really fun, and so we're doing it again. (laughs) Uh, We're kicking off the Summertime in the Psalms series with a look at Psalm 49 to ask ourselves the question, what is your priority as a mom, as a wife, as a Christian, as a woman, as a friend, I have no doubt there are about a thousand things on any given day that you could spend your time and energy on. And yet the Lord only gives us 24 hours in a day. And that has to include some sleep and some food and probably some work and then plenty of other things. And it's always worth being intentional to ask ourselves that question, what is my priority? And along with that, does my life reflect that priority? I think we all know people who would say with their words that they prioritize XYZ, but then if you actually look at their calendar, their checkbook, if anyone has a checkbook anymore, <laughs> their, um, you know, their habits and routines, Would it show you that that is the priority that is actually playing out in their life? These are really important things for us to consider. And Psalm 49 gives us a lot of clarity about what our priority should be as a Christian, as a Christian wife and mom and woman, no matter what our family life looks like, Psalm 49 is really helpful. And so friends, that's where we are going today. This is episode 125 of the Love Your People Well podcast, and we're going to dive in to Psalm 49. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. As we dive here into Psalm 49, um, I want to let you know that I've actually added a page to the website since we're coming back around to the Summertime in the Psalms series. I figured I would just add a page where you can find all of them. Because last year in July 2022, episodes 86 through 89, we took a look at Psalms 139, 142, 19, and 91. And then um, we're kicking off our new series uh, this July, July 2023. We're kicking it off with Psalm 49. Um, But if you would like to circle back to some of those or see them all in one place and in my plan, you never know the Lord's plan, but in my plan, we'll be back to this next year and, you know, continue on. You can find all of these collected at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash Psalms. 
And if you're not super familiar with the Bible, that is spelled P-S-A-L-M-S. Loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash Psalms. I will have uh, the full collection from our summertime series last year and this year and beyond. And while you're there, you know, of course, circle around to the freebie page. There are always good freebies there. There are some good devotionals that might be fun for you this summer. Um, and lots and lots of other good resources from the blog to um, just a lot of encouragement right there at loveyourpeoplewell.com. And I'll remind you, uh, we're not really diving deep into like a counseling perspective today necessarily, but I always like to give my disclaimer that I am a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, Hopefully it's helpful and informational, but it's not professional advice or anything of that nature. So Psalm 49 is a little bit of a long one. It's 20 verses. And so I'm not just going to read it straight through. Um, I thought what we would do as we kick into trying to answer this question about what should we be prioritizing as Christian moms, um, we're going to just take it kind of section by section. And so I will read the text of Psalm 49 and then kind of pause and we'll just chat a little bit about what we can learn from that section for ourselves and our family life. Um, And we'll just kind of walk through the psalm that way. And I am reading from the NIV. Um, Of course, if you want to pull out your Bible right now, if you're not driving or washing dishes or something like that, um, pull out your Bible with me and we can just sit together for a few minutes in this beautiful psalm. So I'm starting here in verse one of Psalm 49. Um, It says, hear this, all you peoples, listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The meditation of my heart will give you understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. I'm going to pause there, and then we'll look at what that riddle might be. (laughs) But we see very clearly here at the start of Psalm 49 that the wisdom that we are about to explore together is for everyone, whatever country you live in, whether you are rich or poor or somewhere in between, every single person is going to have the same call on their life um, in the big picture, of course, from the Lord. Everyone is going to have some shared priorities that are not negotiable based on where you live or your cultural experience or you know, your financial security or lack thereof, there is wisdom that's going to come from this psalm that is for all the peoples, low and high, rich and poor alike. And I think we also see here in these verses how important it is as moms, maybe specifically as moms, to speak truth to each other, to encourage one another. Um, This is a psalm from one of the sons of Korah, is what they tell us. And, you know, they're not just writing wisdom for themselves. Some of the psalms are like that. We see the psalmist crying out to God and just kind of expressing their own personal struggle and need and search for wisdom. But this is a psalm that is very specifically calling out to all the people. And I don't know about you, but when I have a chance to sit down with another mom, sit down with a friend, and just kind of talk about life, remind each other of truth, 
that is so encouraging and so helpful. And so um, we see a few of those reminders for our own family life as we consider our priorities. We're about to see wisdom that applies to everyone. And we see the value in sharing that wisdom, that truth, that encouragement with the other people in our life. Okay, and then that takes us into uh, picking back up in verse five. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? Okay, so it told us in verse four (laughs) that they were about to turn their ear to a proverb and expound their riddle. And they're asking the question, why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. Clearly, my friend, we do not need to fear. We do not need to be afraid. We do not need to be influenced by or distracted by or uh, persuaded by the wicked deceivers who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. We need to pause right here because when we think about our priorities, I think this is so often a trap that we fall into as Christian moms that, you know, like I said earlier on, we, we sometimes would say that something is a priority. We might say a relationship with God is a priority. Caring for my family is a priority. Playing with my children, getting quality time with my children is a priority. And yet, there are people trusting in things that do not line up with those priorities and boasting of things that do not line up with those priorities. And it's really easy to start listening to that voice and following that voice and winding up deceived and distracted and sometimes even winding up fearful. I'm not saying that these verses are talking specifically about our modern cultural experience of, you know, maybe social media and kind of the whole influencer culture. But even if you just look around your own church, look around your neighborhood, look around your own friend group, it is so easy to find people who, I mean, we we don't know their heart, but looking at them, talking with them, people who seem to be trusting in their wealth and boasting of their great riches, or trusting in their health, trusting in their job, trusting in their reputation, trusting in their um, spiritual checklist that they get done every day, (laughs) trusting in something, boasting in something that is not actually what we should be prioritizing. And it sometimes is really easy to point the finger at other people, to look around our social media feed, to look around our neighborhood, to look around our friend group and say, ooh, they are not really putting their trust or their hope or their um, pride and joy in the right things. But it's always going to be a lot more beneficial to ask ourselves that question. I need to ask myself, what am I fearing? What am I being deceived by? What am I actually trusting in, boasting in? Is it God? Is it really the the gospel and Jesus Christ? Or am I accidentally, sometimes, occasionally, maybe frequently, 
trusting in my wealth, trusting in um, the safety of the community where I live, trusting in my retirement plan, trusting in, um, I mean, so many things that can distract me. And I'm going to guess could distract you from the things that actually are my priority. And so here in Psalm 49, we see this riddle that they're exploring. Why should I fear when evil days come? Wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. It's clearly telling us those are not the people that you want to be paying attention to. But I think if we're realistic, sometimes we are. So let's continue on uh, picking back up in verse 7. No one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough so that they should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that the wise die, that the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. People, despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. Okay, I have to pause right there. <laughs> um, wow. Like, do we just need to be reminded of this truth sometimes? I mean, we just looked at this little riddle and proverb about not being deceived and, and scared of the people who are trusting in the wrong things. And then the psalmist goes on to tell us why. And point blank, it's because that money doesn't matter. Those things that people sometimes trust in, their wealth and their great riches, they don't live forever. They're going to die. They're going to leave their wealth to others. It does not matter how much they have built up for themselves. It does not matter if they have named lands after themselves. Verse 12 tells us very clearly, people, despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. And we need to be reminded as we read through this psalm and we consider the distractions and temptations that we run into every day as a mom, we need to be reminded that only one thing does endure, and that is the word of God. He has created you, your husband, your children, your family. Every soul that you interact with is eternal. But the things of this world are not. The money that we might be distracted by, it is not going to last. The safety of my neighborhood, the comfort of my my home, my bed, my couch, the college funds and retirement plans and uh, luxury family vacations and all the things that we might look to and say, this is going to make me happy. This is something that I should prioritize. This is something I should trust and boast in those things will not last. Only the Lord, the souls he has created, the word that he has given us, these are the things that are eternal. And these are therefore the things that should be our priorities. It is so easy to be tempted by and distracted by the wealth and the riches and the influencers and all the people out there that have you know, the latest and greatest cure or cultural idea or whatever it is, when really those things are not going to live on forever. It says in verse 10, all the wise die, 
the foolish and the senseless also perish. The things we build up in this world, my friend, ultimately, in the end, they don't matter. How we think about them, how we love them, how we prioritize them, how we live for them, that will matter because it will directly influence if we are or are not living for God. And if we are or are not caring for and loving the people that God has given us. So let's continue on in verse 13. It says, this is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. They are like sheep and are destined to die. Death will be their shepherd, but the upright will prevail over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. And I'll just pause there um, and point all of us to the incredible beauty of the gospel. The upright will prevail. God will redeem us. He will take us to himself. Resurrection is the hope that we have. Why is it worth you know, not worrying about the wealth and the comfort and the vacations and all, you know, all the things we might be distracted by, because ultimately our hope is in God. He will redeem us from the dead through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then we continue on in verse 16. Do not be overawed when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increases, for they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not descend with them. Though while they live, they count themselves blessed, and people praise you when you prosper, they will join those who have gone before them, who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. And that closes out verse, or that closes out Psalm 49, um, I think with just a really helpful reminder that we are tempted. In verse 16, it says, do not be overawed when others grow rich. Don't be like starstruck by that. Don't be distracted by that. Don't think that that means they're doing the right thing or they're doing a good thing. It just means they got some money. Okay, they might enjoy that, hopefully, in this life. They might use it well for God's glory and to help people. I hope that's the case. Either way, when they die, they're not taking it with them. And I love this closing on verse 20, that people who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. It takes me directly to uh, what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, that no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. You cannot love and prioritize and focus on wealth or the other distractions of our modern age. You cannot be distracted by and prioritizing the comfort that you enjoy in your home and a relationship with God. You cannot at the same time put equal value on the security you have in your retirement plan and the security that you have in the cross of Jesus Christ. Only one of those can be your actual priority. And I would ask you to consider, I need to consider, how are the people I'm hanging out with 
guiding me here? Are they people that I'm jealous of and impressed by? Or are they people who point me to the gospel? How is social media influencing what we might desire or expect or covet? And if we think about our kids, what media do we let them consume? Is it Um, Is it music and TV shows and movies and video games that point out the splendor of God, who give them understanding of who God is and why he matters? Or are we letting them get on social media or watch shows that spotlight these people who grow rich for no, no, uh, no eternal good? Are we letting them follow people and again, social media, but also anything they consume, even the people they hang out with, if they actually like in person hang out with people, which I hope that they do, are those people who are going to build up their understanding and point them toward real and true priorities? Or are those people who will distract them? These are such important questions. And as we wrap up our look here at Psalm 49, My personal takeaway when I consider, okay, how does this psalm help me better understand my priorities as a Christian mom and enjoy and live into family life, the life God has given me? I think the biggest takeaway is that our priority can only be in God. If I want to enjoy life, if I want to live well and find satisfaction, Yes, I will be tempted by so many things that the world offers me or that my feelings find enjoyable. I will be tempted by lies that Satan wants me to believe, but all of that will fade and one thing will remain. And that is my relationship with the Lord. Do I seek my wisdom and understanding from him? And do I live that out? Do I make daily choices that show I am living by an understanding of him, a relationship with him? Can my kids see that in how I talk to them? Can my, um, my accountant, if I had an accountant, you know, could they see that when they log into my bank account? Can my husband see that by how I prioritize spending time with him when there are 5 billion other things that I could be doing? I think our biggest takeaway here from Psalm 49 is that our priority if we really want to enjoy life and live it well, is God knowing him and then following him and living that out with our families. We are tempted to so many other things, but they will not fulfill us and they will not last. And so my friend, I would really encourage you to spend some time this week in Psalm 49 and reflect on your own priorities Uh, We actually have a freebie around some Christian journaling prompts that might help you if you really want to wrestle with some deeper questions about priorities and values and family life. Um, Again, of course, those are over at loveyourpeoplewell.com, just like everything else is. But these are such good verses for us to wrestle with and be reminded by. Now, as we wrap things up today, um, we're not going to have a Friday faith follow-up episode. I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break from that while we do our summertime in the Psalms series, but we will be back next week on the 11th. Um, And actually next week, we are going to have a really fun birthday celebration giveaway going on. And so I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I will put it, you know, put that little bug in your ear. Uh, pin it on your calendar, whatever, your mental calendar. We're going to have some fun giveaway celebration stuff next week to celebrate my birthday. 
birthday because birthdays are fun and always worth celebrating. Um, But you will hear more about that next week. For now, my friend, spend some time in Psalm 49. Spend some time with the Lord um, and head on over to loveyourpeoplewell.com to grab some freebies, grab a devotional, grab some resources to equip you and help you and encourage you in your Christian family life. All right, friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.